Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ink Pulp Audio. It's a weird time to be raising children with the internet and all. I mean, the amount of, and this may sound weird, but you have to, as a parent, you got to worry about it. The amount of porn they have access to is is terrifying. So, I mean, what do you do? They're going to look at it. I mean, it, look, let's go back to me at 12. The only access to porn I had was a couple of hustler mags wrapped in a trash bag kept in the woods that a select few of us knew about. And they were the same mags you looked at. And you might take one back to your house for a little while and then put it back in the stack. But, you know, it was basically... I don't know, when I think about it, for my middle school years, it's probably a bank of, at most, 100 images. For years, now, and in movies, you were lucky if you got to see a, a movie. And even then, I mean... Your, your chance to actually watch it. I, I mean, you really didn't... You saw it when you could, and it wasn't often. But you kept that shit in your head. And now, I just... I mean, they can see anything. Movies of absolutely anything at the click of a button. That hundred images that last me a few years, they can see that in, in a matter of minutes. And they can see anything. And it's going to fuck them up. I mean, the potential is there to fuck them up. So as a parent, you you have to address this. I mean, you have to address drugs, and you you have to be honest. And why am I talking about this? Because I had a talk with my children last night. Because it's time, and they need to understand this shit's not real. This shit can get into your head. This shit can cause problems, like a drug... You can get a rush from it, and you can, you can, it can be destructive. With that said, the same way I talked about drugs, you're going to be in front of them, and you're going to experiment with them. That's just reality. That's just honesty. And you need to go in informed, and you need to be equipped to make the best decision you can make at the time. You know, they're going to look at porn, but you want them to be aware that this can spiral and become a problem. So you need to keep an eye on it. Not me, the kids. And, I mean, I'll do my job as a parent, but my, my philosophy on parenting is you can't keep them in a bubble until they're a certain age and then let them loose. Yeah, I mean, you're going to... That'll be some rumspringer shit where they live a life of oppression and it's not realistic. So the best thing I can do is try to raise them with facts and information so they can be informed and make the best decisions they're capable of. They're going to fuck up their kids. But you got to address it. And, you know, they were uncomfortable at first, but that's on them. I mean, you talk to them. They're human beings. You treat them like, a, like human beings and you, you have a conversation. It's not a dictatorship. 
So uh, I don't know. I had that awkward conversation last night. It ended up being very good. It wasn't awkward the whole time. But when you sit them down and they're like, what's going on? What are we talking about? And I just said porn. They thought I was kidding. But it's true. And, you know, I also talked to them, mainly my son, about how to treat women. I mean, the reality is they're growing up in a time where, I mean, if you just turn on the TV, our, our president, he's, he's not a respectful man to women. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein with the Me Too hashtags, all this shit. They just, they need to know what's going on and you got to teach them right. But it's just, it's a fucked up time to be a parent. And is it worse than when my parents were raising me? I don't know. I think every generation says we have it worse than the previous generation. But, you know, with the internet and, and the information, the amount of information, the amount of networks... I mean, just turning on the TV, the amount of there, the amount of news networks alone has got to triple the total amount of networks I had growing up. So the amount of information they're just being bombarded with through the internet, through the television, through the computers, fucking hard, man. And we're the first generation of parents that are really trying to figure this out I believe when our kids are older the internet won't be such a wild west or maybe it will be I don't know but it's just a weird time to be a parent it's a hard time hard time to be a parent and it's a hard fucking business I'm in to be a parent but we've talked about that in length um I'm working my way through this tendonitis. I don't know if I've talked about that one. That's another. That's a fun little thing I've got. I think I talked about it. You'll hear me on the podcast talking about it because it's been about five, six months now. And I went to physical therapy, and they were completely useless. I mean, I went in, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm very in tune with my body. I, I work out regularly. I eat very, very strictly, and I'm in tune with it. I'm not a doctor, so whenever I go into a doctor, I have an idea of what my body's telling me, and I trust it. And I express that to the doctor. All I want is for them to listen, and so we can have a dialogue. But this physical therapist just didn't listen. It was just hook me up to the lasers and zap me, and I've got tattoos, and he was like, this laser treatment will just feel like a gentle warming. Well, it felt like my skin was on fire. And I'm jerking around. I'm like, I, I don't know why this hurts so much. I don't know why this hurts so much. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. No one's complained before. And, um, you know, the next time I went, it happened again. But this time, the letters on my arm, wherever the laser was on it, blisters formed along the line of the tattoo not outside of it perfectly in line with the tattoo as if my tattoo were a raised blister and so that led me to do some research because i know hey what's tattoo removal it's laser so i look up this laser and sure enough it says the tattoo ink will absorb the energy of the laser and the heat 
And so I went and told him that. And he's like, no, 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 that's not, that's an internet thing. I, I, I was trained in how to use this. Well, then the next time I go back, now, mind you, these blisters open up and become infected, some of them. And I go back the third week, and he's like, you know what? I talked to the rep. You're right. They did teach me that. I forgot. And that was it. Meanwhile, the, the infections clear up and heal. And when the scabs fall off, well, guess what? There goes some of the ink right there, gone. And then he was hooking me up to electricity, and the electricity burned. I don't know if you've ever had an electrical burn. It just goes deep, deep into you, and that thing took like a month to heal. So I would feel some relief afterwards, but I was getting fucking beat up, and, and I wasn't being listened to, and he gave me a brace. He just told me to wear it. Like, it was just, it wasn't a, and I would always try to engage in conversation. I need to understand. That's how I operate. And it was just, a, oh, just hook it up to the machine and it'll be okay. So I stopped. And I had um, my sister-in-law, who's a massage therapist, work on a little bit. And that was the only thing that really gave me any relief. So I need regular massage. But no, I can't afford regular massage. So I'm going tomorrow for a full-time massage, a full hour. I wish I could afford to do it. My sister-in-law recommended three times a week for a few weeks, but that would be a fuck ton of money. So, you know, just doing my thing, trying to get through it all. Um, yeah, that's enough complaining, I suppose. So today we're going to uh, have part two of this conversation with Sean Murphy. And this conversation is pretty heavily focused on Batman White Knight. Which, as of now, issue one is out. Issue two should be out, I believe, this week or next week. Um, and I know a lot of you were hoping to hear that before it came out. But now that it's out, I think it's a better time to hear it. Because you, you've read the first installment. And uh, we talk about it, amongst other things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and one more thing. The Ink Pulp Audio Patreon is coming very soon. I've been talking about it, and I'm continuing to talk about it. Please spread the word. Please engage when I release it. Anything you can do to get involved and support this podcast. I It is true this podcast would not exist if not for the audience. It takes me to record it, but it takes you to listen to. Otherwise, I'm just recording for myself. And I know a lot of you are, are big fans of this show. So please get involved because I really want to keep doing this and I want to do it better and better and better. And um, I've banked a lot of episodes, so I'm way ahead. I'm, I'm a good... I'm almost a full year ahead in episodes. I also have about a half year of my mini episodes, which will be released halfway through the month for Patreon only. And I'm working on the tiers. There'll probably be about four tiers to be on. Just when I start popping that up on social media, please, if the least you can do is just retweet or repost or whatever and, and spread the word. I see you all on the social media sites spreading the word, and I really appreciate that. Uh, it really, I'm touched. I'm really touched by the amount of people I talk to at conventions 
and the social media activity I see for people s- supporting this podcast. Uh, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to continue to give this my best to make this the best podcast I am capable of and uh, keep it keep it in form for what it's been while making it better. So um, please follow me on Instagram, on Twitter. I have a Facebook page. They're all at Inkpulp, I-N-K-P-U-L-P, just like the first part of this name of this podcast. Um, I'm on Tumblr, but I really get very little engagement to it. I don't really understand Tumblr. I don't know how to use it. It doesn't feel like I, I, I'm doesn't feel like it's a fit for me so I I might just cancel it I mean part of me says hey you know if it's 10 people that like something uh, then I'm still exposing myself to 10 people so what's the harm and there's there's some merit to that but I feel like the harm is I'm not fully engaged in it so people on Tumblr might feel a half-assedness to it Um, that's not intentional I just I don't get it it's not that I don't understand how to use the app. I don't get the the community. I don't understand how to properly engage with that community. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, I, I, I'm doing much better with. So please follow me. Please spread the word and enjoy this episode. Okay, so what we should do is just back up a little bit. Okay. All right, so Batman. Yeah, so uh, I knew I always wanted to do, uh, try to do an opus where I would write and draw Batman. Right. I knew it would be avail- uh, happen at some point in my career. I didn't know when. But at the time, I was lined up to do um, All-Star with Scott. And um, when I started seeing my value increase, meaning you know, my royalty checks from Image, my page rate at DC was too low for my comfort. Uh, according to my wife, at least. So she said, well, why don't you either ask them to match this or you quit. You just walk away. So yeah. I decided to walk away because I didn't want to piss them off by asking for double, right. basically what it was. Um, and I knew they wouldn't go for it because I was always like the weirdo that's survived at DC bizarrely <laughs> for eight years for some reason. I don't know how I existed at that company, which I love, by the way. And... um I told Scott, who got upset, he didn't know what he was going to do with the book now that I was leaving, and he tried to negotiate. I'm like, sorry, like my mind's made up. DC, uh, my editor, tried, and uh, I walked away. I'm like, I'm quitting Batman, I'm quitting All-Star. I'm going to go just do Kickstarter at a graphic novel, then s- sell it to my uh, French publisher. They made me give it an image, you know, uh-huh. and then start hiring my friends to do sequels or whatever, and I have a whole giant 10-year plan. And I was gearing up to do that, and um, my editor called, and he's like, I, I wouldn't be a good editor, this is Mark Doyle, if I didn't try to take another run at you. Like, give me give me a list of what you want to stay. So I was like, fine. So I gave him a fuck you list, thinking they're just going to laugh. And right. So I said, uh, I want this page rate, I want this signing bonus, I want, and I want to write and draw my own Batman, uh, and I want Punk Rock Jesus back. And uh, they surprisingly came 80% of the way on everything I asked. Huh. Uh, they would love to give me punk rock back, but part of the uh, uh, 
the culture is they need to Warner Brother needs to approve it. So they send it around Warner Brothers and all the executives looked at Punk Rock Jesus and one of them decided that they liked it and they said, no, we want to hold on to this. And DC Comics can't do anything about that, which I understand. Right, 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 right. Go, keep talking. I'm just plugging it in as a backup. <laughs> sure. So um, they said, well, you want to write your own Batman? Why? And I said, well, I love Frank Miller. Uh, and I am looking forward to the things that Frank is going to do for comics in the decades to come. But you've been milking Frank Miller and Dark Knight for 30 years now. You're going to need another Frank Miller. You said that. Yeah. You said this to who? Somebody at DC. The executive. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I said, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant here by saying I can be Frank Miller, but you need an artist-writer combo who's aggressive enough and has the ability to push through their ideas that capture the zeitgeist and to put it into Batman. And there's no one else on the horizon that I know that might be able to do this for you but me. So I'm asking you to invest in me. Like, give me my own Batman book just as a, a laughable give me, and then I'll do your book with Scott. Uh-huh. And I hope that my book is the one that ends up having a lot of legs and pushing them in a direction similar to where... Has longevity. Right. So... A lot of people at DC, after that conversation, hit him up and said, I think Sean is the next Frank Miller. I think you should trust this guy. Like, and, you know, I, I, uh, Dan and I are cool now, Dan DiDio. And, um, but, you know, I don't have a house style. I, I didn't fit the kind of books that were selling at DC. Right. I was a Karen Berger, you know, uh, drafty. Right. And uh, so I, it's weird that I've existed at DC for so long. But I don't think Dan has people approaching him like that. And uh, he went for it, you know. And the stuff that I'm doing on Batman, it's it's not continuity. So if it's if it's too risque for them, they can just say, "Ah, oh, that's just John's Batman. That's not right. the actual Batman." Right, right. But if it sells and does a killing, and I think some of it will, they'll draft it into the continuity because that's what happened with the Dark Knight. Right. So that's my plan. And I, I said to Dan, like. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not on drugs. I'm not, you know, dumping money on strippers. I'm on time. I'm obviously, um, I try to be well-spoken, and I have a serious plan, and I'm not going to let you down, and I think I'm a good investment. And um, I guess he agreed. And after that, he said, I think Sean is the secret weapon between DC and Marvel Comics. <laughs> he said that to you, or you no, heard he said that? He said it about me when I wasn't around. Look, I, I, I believe in this guy. Let's let him do what he wants. I'll see what happens. Dude, how do you get, I don't know what the word is, hubris, balls, or what to say. I mean, I've, I've spoken to certain people who are successful in life, and they have that. And, like, I don't know that I could sit in front of someone, and it's not that I wouldn't believe it. I just, I don't know. I guess I have trouble speaking up for myself. Well, I mean, I know... I, I, I'm known as an artist. In DC, they're letting me write Batman, but in their eyes, I'm an artist, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like I had a good case to argue, and I, I said some stuff that maybe they hadn't thought about. And I was very loyal and, and complimentary, and I do... I mean, DC paid our bills for years. Sure, sure. Medical bills, cancer scares. I mean, I owe that company, and I love them. Uh, you know, ups and downs aside. Sure. Um, 
and it wasn't me trying to be arrogant. I was just laying out for him the reality that I saw. And I wasn't saying that I was an amazing writer. I'm just no, no, saying, no, like, right, right. Well, I well, will right. not let you down is all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, but you were, you were saying it in a way. It wasn't just I'm not going to let you down. It was like right. look at what I look at the value I am. Right. Because I can That's show you about. how well punk rock Jesus sells in France. I know I do more units over there than here. Right. I can show you this. I can show you that um, punk rock Jesus sales went up from issue two and one, two to three. Like usually they go down. Right. Like I'm, it's here. Like I, I'm gonna. If you're gonna ever try this with anybody, it might as well be me. And if I'm wrong, and you don't have to hire me ever again. You know. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. And the thing is, like I really meant everything I said. Like I will walk away and I will do my own book. And if you know, it, right, right, we'll never, right. Maybe later on we'll work together again. But for now, bye. You know, or I could go to Marvel. Right. Uh, and I just the the secret is so because most artists don't talk that way, they're not that direct and aggressive. Most and, people aren't that way. Okay, but artists in particular. Yeah, yeah. And they're sure. just they're just not ready for that. And I, that's always been like a, a secret or a, a mutant ability of mine is just to catch them off guard by being direct, being showing them something that they like. Oh, maybe that is true. You know. Right. Uh, like I'm sure I could cross the line. I'm still the guy that could say the stupid thing, and I've got issues I'm working on. But I think I represented myself very fairly, and uh, everything I said is absolutely true as far as I know. You know, right? And uh, they just took a chance, so we'll see. And uh, yeah, the, my I consider myself to be DC's R and D department. I'm the guy like Honda. Honda builds a shitload of cars. Mm-hmm. That what fuels Honda is the Honda Accord and the Honda Civic, right? Which are great cars, uh, good for most people. So a Honda Accord is like JLA, Batman is you know whatever it is. Sure. But Honda has to have an R and D department that's funded, well funded, off to the side that does weirdo shit. And every now and then they produce something that really works. So well. they need artists. They need people. Yeah, they need artists. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what I'm saying. That, oh, all right. There we go. <laughs> Very roundabout way. Uh, but, but the way I was speaking to him wasn't as an artist. It was as a, an idea sure. person, as a writer. Right. right. As a, Well, that's an artist. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying just people who draw, but a okay. writer's an artist. Right. Um, and uh, anyway, so their plan is like, well, let's give, let's let the leash off on Sean. Let's see what he does. I'm sure like social justice warriors will love it or, you know, maybe this will happen, that. And if we don't like it, we just distance ourselves from it. He tears up Gotham City and in the rubble, in the aftermath, maybe we will find some stuff that we really like and we'll reject it. Because, again, that's what happened with Dark Knight. Right, 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 right. So I'm hoping for the best. The book's out in October. It's uh, seven issues, but the last issue being oversized. Right. Um, And then they'll put me on the book that they really want me on, which is with Scott. The All Star. Yep. Uh, it's called something else now. I don't oh, okay, know. Okay. Okay. D- DC Black or Black Label. And how? Or how? Oh, that's going to be a Black Label book. I think. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. And is that just the story you're doing with Scott, or is that uh, everyone he does from then on out? Um, I don't know. Are you the last of uh, artist of the announcement for All Star that no. hasn't done it yet? I'm the one who I'm the All Star artist that's been announced. Who isn't doing an all-star book? You're the only one. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. They got everybody. But um, everyone else has already done their right. work. Okay. But the book has decided to end it, and I, they decided to publish So White you and Knight Scott first. are essentially doing a special project. Yeah. 
Okay. But it's the same story. It's just under a different label. Right, 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 right. Um, but what I also said to DC was, you know, I, I know you pay Scott. I know you pay Greg. Uh, even if my book does a fraction of that, you're going to make more money on it because the ROI on me is way less than it is on those guys. Right. And I love those guys. They're my friends. They're very expensive, as they should be. But this is hiring me to do this is a bargain right now. And I'm just giving them the arguments to take to them to the meetings where they have to sell it. It's basically what I was trying to do. Where did this business savvy come from? Uh, my father was a headhunter in the 80s, and he's just wired this way. And okay. I just picked it up. But uh, you pay, he taught it to you. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, when I would buy a, my first car, when we went to the dealership to buy it, he's like, all right, I need you to pretend like you don't want this car. I want you to lie and say that this car exists at the dealership across the street for half the price, and I'm going to try to get them to sell us the car but I want you to shake your head and keep saying no no matter what so that was my role so we went in and he's like Sean I think this is a car for you and I would just be like I don't know man I mean they have a yellow one across the street like I don't I like this car but I don't love it that was me at 17 that's this scam and the, the salesman was like eyeballing it's like what the fuck and uh, I, w- I apparently did my job well because he's like, Sean, I told you, like, we can't spend that much. We, we can only spend 2000 It's a Honda CRX. And uh, the guy came down and we got everything we wanted just because I was like, I wanted that car too. But my right. job was to just look off to the side and be sad. And we got them to give us the car at a very good deal. That's just who my dad was. Did that was. repeat itself? Like, were there other instances other than More or that less. car? Yeah, it's my whole childhood. That's interesting. There's always, like, an angle. Like, this is how they get you, son. This is how you get around it. So you were wired that way? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. A lot of... My parents did a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> All parents. But that one takeaway, whether... I don't even think they meant to do this or not. Or, well, they're just being who they are. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, that's not in me at all. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable situation that I'll just. Dude, it's the game, man. I love it. I know you. You love it. Like you Wait, really you watch love Wall Street. It. I've never or, seen you as excited as or Wolf of Wall as Street. when you're helping someone get a higher rate. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, Jesus! <laughs> I need to help this guy out. I'm gonna take this money from Marvel, and I, I am basically taking forty grand from Marvel. Huh. If they hire this guy for ten months, then they've lost this money to me, and they don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you don't want something, then I want you to want it. And I won't let it go until you, you have it. <laughs> my last job before I did comics was selling suits. And I was the highest sales in my department. Where was this? In, uh, in was New it, Hampshire? It was a Macy's and a men's warehouse. In Maine? Uh, no, yeah, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. A long time ago. But I was really good at selling. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Look, and I look at Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I see those guys, and I think if I wasn't an artist, I easily would have been one of these guys that totally destroyed the economy <laughs> with these pissing contests <laughs> they get into, like to do a destructive level. Yeah. Like, I definitely have that in me, and I'm glad I'm not like that because art keeps you honest in a way. Because you, most of your friends are are poor, and there's not a lot of capital to go around. Right, and art is from the heart, so you're not all about numbers and. Do you the other worry guy. about it? It it crossing a line at any point. Not anymore. <laughs> well, not not with n- not with. I'm I'm not saying with the corporations, but with you personally and and people perceiving you differently because of it. Right. Well, so I um, I do regret going in like a hawk to try to convince an artist 
to not do a Marvel book, to do an image book. And I tried to lay it out like, listen, man, you need to do an image book. You, especially you, you've got a following, you know, you don't believe in yourself, but I do. And you're leaving money on the table if you just do this book and they want to hire an inker for you. And I, I gave him the best sell I possibly could. And, um, he still signed with Marvel because that's his wife wanted it. And he, he just did what she said, which is, that's fine. That's how your marriage is. Mm-hmm. But I tried to spin it as hard as I could. And he just did not see it. And to this day, I think he regrets not because now he's doing an image book, but he's like way behind the wave. Um, but I, I regret leaning into him that hard because he, he isn't wired that way. And I, I was way too aggressive and I think he's afraid to talk to me now. <laughs> afraid? Like Why he, do you say afraid to talk to you? He's like ready for me to get all hawkish like that again. <laughs> when he just wants to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to pull back. Plus, the more artists I convince to do that, the more competition I have. Anyway, so that's true. I want people to stay with Marvel, DC, and Digitally Inc. Like, fuck it. As long as you're not competing with my sales. <laughs> what makes you so concerned about other people not not getting the most out of what they can do? Because uh, I think that these guys, girls, work so hard. And to see them do a career of four decades and to end up poor or having to ask for money when they have medical problems is shameful. And it's shameful because this is the industry that we've all sort of joined. This is We've all helped create it in a way. Yeah. And I wish it wasn't like that, but I also wish they had fought harder for those twilight years. And to have to keep working because you have no choice until you die is awful. Uh, and, like, who does this end well for? Right. Well, it seems like a lot of guys and girls uh, who, who do this end up poor or they need money at the end or they can't get work because their style is dated. And very few people get out of this with a good story. Uh-huh. Mostly they're lucky to just to keep going and paying your bills until they die at their drawing table. And that sucks. And I, I just want artists and writers to want more for themselves. And I can just see the math so easily, but I try to explain the math to people and they just don't get it. I mean, because the reason I ask is because just knowing you, you, you're coming from a place of great concern, but I think people tend to read you the opposite. Yeah, that's fine. Do you agree with that? They misunderstand my... Uh, I think the people that are smart enough to know that I'm coming from a good place... Those are people that I'm good friends with. Mm-hmm. But if you're not thinking that way, it's easy to vilify me and say, oh, he's just being an asshole, even though I'm giving them advice to help themselves, by the way. Sure. The, the kind of rhetoric, the kind of uh, the cadence, the, the way I speak, it's just way too aggressive for most people. And <laughs> I, I get that. And I'm trying to get better at it. I try to do the soft sell. <laughs> What's the soft sell sell like? uh, It's awful. It's just as bad. <laughs> I'm not good at filtering. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. No, that's... I mean, <laughs> because I don't think most people understand your heart yeah. and, and and what's really behind it. Right. That's fine, though. I mean... No, I, no, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying... I, I'm just saying... I ask, like, is this something you're that you're aware of? Do you, do you see it that way? Yeah. 
Uh, I know that my my reputation is uh, Sean's could be prickly. Um, it seems like people respect my talent and they they appreciate the business moves and they might wish that they could plan ahead like I do, but the rhetoric and the aggressiveness is enough to turn people off, and I get that. You know, but I think you get so passionately involved in wanting to help someone and want not just someone but wanting to help the community that the, the passion there's a lot of fire behind that right and there's backfire because of that fire yeah so to do to want to help you have to basically tell everybody hey this parade that you're at with all these beautiful balloons this party we're all having um a lot of this is gonna make you end up poor and alone <laughs> if you don't read your contracts. And I don't want to be the rainy day that destroys... I don't want to bring down the parade. But sure. if you're going to make progress, you have to point out the flaws. And pointing out the flaws is a bummer because people right. just want to enjoy themselves. And right, right. I think that my my well-meaning intent is misinterpreted as, uh, you know, fear-mongering. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't care. Honestly, if people want to see me that way, look good. But right, thank no, you for I, waving the let's not be friends flag. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my life easier. No, I understand that. I'm just I'm just pointing out that 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 their perceptions can be very wrong. Yeah. That's fine. Because though. I do think you come from a good place. Yeah, I mean honestly, like I've got some great powerful really smart friends in comics. Uh, most of them are you know, working within the system. They're not artists or writers. Um, and I, I, I care what people, I care what my friends think for sure, but I don't care what most, most people think. Yeah. And that's probably healthy. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I, you do get a tweet every now and then that, that does graze you the wrong way, but, uh, I think you get that no matter who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got blasted on Instagram for something that was just insane. It wasn't, I was at the Atlanta airport and they have like my favorite sculpture garden is mm-hmm. on this underground walkway. My favorite sculpture garden. What's the <laughs> matter with that? No, uh, I've never heard that phrase. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I like art. <laughs> um, it's, li- it's, it's, it's a collection of sculptures done by uh, their native African people in Africa. And, like we were talking in the last episode, they're just doing this out of a joy of wanting to create a sculpture. They're not trying to make a penny off of it. They just want to do these things out of stone. Right. They're all stone. It's basically a rock, a chisel, a few different types of chisels, and different types of stains. Mm. And they're the, the thought that goes into the design of each one is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And how they use one rock to achieve... Three different textures, and what they do with three simple textures to create a, a piece of art—it's—it's it's great. Mm-hmm. So it exists in the Atlanta airport in a very kind of obscure area. Most people don't even know it's there. Yeah. But I always, every time I go to the Atlanta airport, I walk it. Um, and so I get—I'm walking it on the way here, and there's just this this golfer dude sitting down on the base of the sculpture on his cell phone with his back to the sculpture. And I'm just like, Uh Oh, <laughs> why did you say, Uh Oh, I want to know what, how hard you pushed him. I didn't say anything. Okay. I just looked at it like, 
what happened to you? Like, there's something beautiful behind you, and you just don't fucking care. Well, he gets because he's a comic book writer. He doesn't care about imagery. <laughs> so, I, I was, I took a photograph, and put it on Instagram, and, and I said like, no fucking respect, like on it or something. Can you tag this uh, when you post this interview? Maybe a picture of that guy. Sure. Nice. Sure. Sure. Next to your first, your favorite Brock's sculpture garden. Yeah, right. So I was just like, maybe I, uh, I, I can, whenever someone criticizes me, I can say, all right, let me look at the, let me look at this and let me think about this and let, let me see if there's truth behind this. And the criticism was, don't be a pretentious dick. Mm. Exact words. Right. Okay. And my statement was, you know, art surrounds us with beauty and can make uh, and can and can lift us up and can make life make us see good things in bad times. Can mm. it, it's here to to make the world around us a better place. Mm. That was the gist of what I said, and the response to it was. Don't be a pretentious dick. Maybe that guy just doesn't <laughs> care about art. And okay, all right, so he doesn't care about art, but that's something that I, I don't understand. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't understand how you don't care about art. I don't understand. Anyways, but the 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 response to me, don't be a pretentious dick. I was like, he literally said that to you. Uh, those I'll show you on Instagram. Those are the exact words. Right. Oh, someone responded that way. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Someone who knew doesn't know me knows me on Instagram. Doesn't know this guy. Doesn't know anything right. about this. Told me not to be a pretentious dick. So it just got me thinking about this internet world. Like you wouldn't say that to my face. Like that's a that's a really harsh way to say something. So I was like, wow, that's a really personal attack. Mm. And then he's like, no, a personal attack would, would be if I s called you a pretentious dick. Uh, yeah. You know what? Just shut that Well, down. I did. Yeah. I just, I stopped at that Stop. point. Yeah. But how did, how did we end up in this place with this internet where people just feel that being cruel is just okay? Right. Or just uh, unloading on Twitter to strangers. Yeah, but it's just being cruel. Like, yeah. why is that okay? I don't know, man. It's a weird time, man. I don't remember why I brought that up. We were talking about something. You know, it reminds me of uh, comments on a blog post or any kind of comment section. It's like 60 comments to Hitler. You get any <laughs> amount of... There's a mathematical equation with responses, people firing off, you SJW, you right-wing jerk, blah, blah. You go down. It's like, Hitler, well, Hitler this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hitler's going to come up. It reminds me, you, I love that you said this. When people write a bad review of something you've done and then they tag you in it. Oh, yeah. And like I saw you, you, you weren't mean. You're just like, why did you feel the need to tag me in a review of something of mine that you don't like? Yeah. Uh, so what I'll, is the point of that? I'll tell, all right, so I, uh, I like multiversity. Uh, they struck me as a comics journalism you know, I don't know if there are a lot of comics journalists I consider journalists to be people that have like 401ks and go to journalism school whatever well he, yeah the, the pro this is the problem the internet has caused right. but but multiversity was great and uh, I think the guy that used to work for them David Harper is kind of a friend and he does a good job and they seem to be balanced and measured 
But then uh, they wrote a hot take on uh, my Batman book, and it started out with like the word yawn with a bunch of A's, and they said, oh, we don't need to hear the story again. Not going to read it. Like two sentences. And I said, hey, you know, I'm sad that you won't pick it up, but you don't need to tag me. Yeah. And their response was, oh, well, he was in a different time zone. And I responded, was he in a time zone where it's October and he's already read the book? That's <laughs> right, an unfair right, review. Right, right, right. And they said, well, that wasn't a review. And I just stopped at that point. But uh, why I, do I they feel the need them. to tag you? I think they did it accidentally. They felt really No, bad. I think they want the... I think they're like, I can tag the artist and all their followers, which are a lot more than my followers, right. will see me. So when I responded, and I responded quoting them, and so my people jumped on them. They responded back and said, this was a mistake. We're really sorry. Sure, sure. And I feel like they, they must have meant it because you've got freelance writers that write hot takes and they're sure. in different countries. And sure. Again, there's not a lot of money that they have, so you're getting people for free for the most part. Right, right, right. Uh, but uh, I feel like they did really feel embarrassed. But a lot of my f- supporters were saying, oh, well, when you hit them back, all this is doing them is getting... I don't want... They're just giving them more attention. Right, right. But, you know, I feel like... I I read a story once about uh, Hemingway where he was walking down the street with another writer and he walked by this... And obviously, he's drunk from some cocktail he just invented <laughs> after wrestling a lion. And he goes by this bookstore and he sees this book in the shelf and it's a book by a guy he hates and a book that he probably hasn't read, but he hates it. And he looks to his friend. He's like, see this fucking book? I'm paraphrasing. Like, fuck the, and he pulls out a Sharpie because Hemingway had Sharpies. And he writes on the window <laughs> something like, fuck this guy. Now, in the age of uh, PR and branding, you know, that's not the right thing to do. But that's why, like... Hemingway is because he didn't give a shit, and he sure, he sure. will not die boring. So I, I do subscribe to my the, the theory of um, I don't mind giving people a little bit of pushback because I don't want to die boring. And if you're constantly being filtered and you're constantly only saying the correct political correct thing, right? Never giving any edge at all. That's just boring, and I don't want to die boring. So that's why I started to try to pick a, a friendly fight with with multiversity. That right. <laughs> Yeah, no, the way I mean, I live by the. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not. I'm not going to try to please anyone, but I'm also not going to try to just be provocative for the sake of being provocative. That's not me. That's the other part, and we know guys who who do that. Yeah, there has to be some meaning and some meat and truth behind it. I think for it to work. Yeah, and yeah. You can't abuse it either. Like you don't want to pull that on all your followers every single day. Like you need right. to be cautious about when you roll your sleeves up. Yeah, I just. I just can't comprehend the the yeah i'm gonna tag you even on something that you did that i don't like yeah if they if they i agree with you if they tag you intentionally just to get a rise out of you then i don't know what it is i just don't understand it yeah. like i just <laughs> like you're entitled to not like my work i i expect yeah. a lot of people won't like my work yeah but why do you need to tell me you don't like my work? Yeah. I'm doing what I do. I'm do. I'm doing the best I can at what I do. And if you like it, then you're going to buy it and enjoy it. If right. not, I, I don't need to know. Right. And with this review, it was a situation where they hadn't even read it. Yeah, yeah. That's and they the other thing. They is, weren't going to read it. it. It was a. It was a tease that DC had put out about right. your book. And that's the thing. So I. I, <laughs> I mean, at most, that's what long, it was. Long game. I, I. I got a, a couple emails from two different writers that used to work for for them and they said oh sorry you know we really want to do interviews in the future and i'm like sorry guys i'm not all this taught me is i'm never interviewing with you guys ever again 
Yeah. It's like this is the penalty you pay for handling it the way you did. And yeah, but don't you feel like right? But I feel like in the world of the internet, the 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 company is just a many tentacled beast. It's not like like this one tentacle when it did something that has nothing to do with these other. There's nobody controlling it. It's the tail wagging the dog. Right. So whole. I mean, the, I understand the logic, and I'm going to hold the res, the company responsible, but. Is, is that yeah. even do anything? Honestly, I don't know. I ignore it. I block it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have an umbrella of things that I, I try to set boundaries, what I can control. And for the most part, I'm pretty good at it. Like now I, I sign out of Twitter on my phone so I don't get updates. I have to actually log in with my password and screen name to stop me from checking Twitter more than I need to. Well, that's and a I good love idea. It. I love it. That's a good no, idea. Because you have a knee-jerk reaction to like, oh, who's tweeted about me? Right, who's tweeted right. about me? Like, what is that really worth at the end of the day? You're letting strangers into your life. Nothing. So I've started to, like, limit myself from Twitter and social media. I don't I don't even click on things that say, hey, hey this guy on YouTube is talking about you. And I'm just, obviously it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that kills me, too, because the people are already making out the book to be SJW Batman is I am... I am center left. Yeah, I know, I know. When I, I see not, that, I'm like, you, like, you don't really know Sean, do you? <laughs> SJ, like, I used to, I love the term as, as social justice warrior, but the new definition seems to be that people who take it way too far who are on the radical left. Right. I am not that. And I'm not trying to say don't be an SJW, but... I think it's just people looking for something to complain about and they really don't have any deep yeah. belief in anything they say right. because two days later they're on to something else. Well, this is where, this is my takeaway from the election was I thought I was full left, but apparently I'm moderate left or center left. Yeah, yeah. And there's a radical left that is eating itself alive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that it's I a new radical left. Yeah. It's a new radical left. It's crazy. So there was this, this person I follow on Twitter. Uh, I don't know her name. I think she is trans. I didn't know that when I followed her. I don't, doesn't care. I don't care either way. And she responded to a George Takai tweet saying... George was on there arguing against Trump and saying, we need to be with our brothers and sisters. We're all equal. We need to give transgenders the same equal opportunity, something like that, but use the word transgenders. And I checked with my transgender friends and I said, is transgenders the PC word? And they like, some say yes, some say no. So the word on whether or not transgenders is politically correct is not known. According, Here's the problem. The problem right there is he was not... There was no anger or malice right. in what he was saying. Trying to help you. And if even and, if you think he got the word wrong, this guy has been interned. He's had to fight the LGBT battle before it was a thing. Yeah. And even if the word transgenders is not politically correct, which I don't think it's determined one way or the other. Yeah, I don't think so either. Fucking let it go. And when you are... Well, are, there was were, no hate behind it. Well, so what are you angry was, about? Don't call us transgenders. And I thought that is... All right, so if the battle for LGBT is a battle, it's a war, your buddy in your foxhole with you is arguing with you about transgenders versus transgendered individuals. You're fighting over what to name your rifle at that point. Yeah. Like, who fucking cares? And that's easy for me to say because I'm not... I don't have a... I'm not trans. I have friends who are, but it just seems counterproductive to... Battle, yeah. fight with yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, just look at the intention. The What's the intention? That's what people stop. Like, look at the intention. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. I agree. And it's just too far. And whenever I see an SJW thing blow up, I'm sort of waiting to find where 
the left went wrong as well as the right. Yeah. Because they're both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. It's new media, man. It's crazy. All right. So let, let's let's spend the last bit here promoting stuff. Okay. All right. So Batman White Knight comes out in October. Yep. The the project with Scott is undetermined release. Uh, I don't remember the actual title. I think it might be called um, like Backbone of Night or something like that. And it doesn't matter. It's the same story. No release date. No, you haven't um, even started working on it. No, okay. uh, I thought it was going to come out first, but he, um, my book was so far along. Like I have six issues in the can, basically. Okay, they have a big gap in October through the end of the year, so they want to release it now, and then yeah. I'll work with Scott later. Um, I want to talk about and promote your Twitter, but one thing you did on Twitter that I think would be great if you did more of was you did a kind of a tutorial on leading the eye through a page. Yeah. And that was great. I got 4,000 retweets, yeah. favorites yeah. retweets on that. Yeah. I thought everyone knew that. that. No, I think that, anything you do in terms of methodology of production. Right. But I have books. Is, is very, very I popular. Old books that show arrows. Uh, sure. But, but when you show people how you do it, like, sure, yeah. I have books on it, but if, if, Coppola or 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 um, right uh, Scorsese. No, 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 no. The cinematographer um, Gordon Willis. If he were to put out a book on Manhattan and how he did all the things I've I've been told to do, mm-hmm. I would want to see that because I want to see how he interpreted that. Because he didn't just do what had been done. Right. He took those and did it and then reinvented it and mm-hmm. and so I think that stuff is yeah it's healthy and good for all of us to the, do. The, the, the beauty of an educational tutorial tweet is people you're not just showing them a photo of you drinking beer or whatever you're showing them something that they have an investment in. So if you show them a page where you're working things out visually they can see their own issues with their own pages. Exactly. Like those tweets are more personal with people and that's when I realized because yeah. I never had a tweet go that viral and I've since then been doing more of those yeah but that first one got like crazy legs and there, there aren't even any characters in in it There's yeah no i think we should all be like i i did a, a tweet and an instagram post i was um doing a drawing i had told this on the last podcast doing a, a drawing for a, a local cancer benefit um i donate a piece every year for their auction but i was doing spider-man like every year i'm like you know this isn't for comic book art buyers this is for suburban people of money who want to help and might see something cool here right what character should i do so spider-man because that's the hot movie of the summer right and i love drawing spider-man so i did a spider-man but i hadn't drawn his it was just a structural drawing of a figure Hmm. moving and and i was like this is i think this is obviously spider-man without any costuming or anything it's just a figure right and so I was, I was just like, let me just put this up. And I said, if I've done my job right, you know who this is. And I got more involvement from that than almost anything I've done in a very long time. Yeah. And it was like, wait, they feel involved in the creative process now. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. To, on that, I had a similar situation, and I recommend you try this. I had a, uh, a panel of Batman swinging through the city. Yeah. Like a million other panels. And I couldn't tell if I wanted his arm up. Or arm down. Yeah. And the arm up, arm down thing went mini, mini viral. 
for for me anyway. It's not crazy. But did you do got, a poll or just ask? I just asked. Yeah. And I got a lot of responses because it's an engaging tweet. It's not a tweet that you read. Right, 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 right. It's right, one right, that right. asks you to, and even if it's not a poll, it's still Now you're you. all involved in the creation yeah. of this book. Like an arm up, arm down. I have a friend who's in PR and she's like, that arm up, arm down is, is brilliant. And I was like, I thank you. I just, yeah. you know, I didn't think of it yeah. that way. But yeah, more engaging tweets like that, educational yeah. tweets. Um, yeah, I think it's good stuff. It's only yeah, it's only positive. It's only a win. Yeah. All right. So not that people don't know, but your Twitter is um, <laughs> Sean, Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah. No, it's, it's like Sean underscore G underscore Murphy. Whatever. Just put in Sean Murphy. I'm sure he'll pop yeah. up. <laughs> Good to be the king. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing this again, Sean. We got two out of this one. Nice. All right, buddy.